0: oh
1: no my phone rang <laughs> who's calling i don't know hold on does it work hello this is josh hello hello this is josh how can i help you
0: you're interrupting the lord Up.
1: I'm good, but you can go ahead and lose this number. Thank you. Bye. Oh
0: shit! Get fucked, telemarketers! You little bitch-ass punks.
1: <laughs> Who is that? It was a telemarketer. Oh, okay, gotcha. Thanks for. It. I should turn my volume down on my phone so more telemarketers don't interrupt.
0: First um, of all, what was that song?
1: <laughs> that's the default on my Android phone. <laughs> that's what. Okay. That's what comes out of it. Okay, it shouldn't make a second more of all.
0: You should have advertised a Lore Dump. We could add another listener. Oh, my God.
1: This guy would be like, hey, I'm from this solar panel company, uh, and we'd like you to support solar panels. I'd be like, I'd love to, uh, but could you support Lordump? Dump? I need you to go to. I have need you, you heard the good news? I need you, sir, to send uh, emails with questions about Dungeons & Dragons to
0: <laughs> yeah, Lordumpquestions
1: like d- at gmail.com.
0: Look at that or, flawless or,
1: entry. Or tweet it to us on Twitter. You know what that means? What's that? What?
0: I now have to keep that whole thing where your phone went off in the show to have this make sense. You, that's what you've done to yeah. yourself. <laughs> 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 that whole thing that I was going to put right at the end, I'm going to leave it right in the middle. That's, that's an integral
1: part of what we do. Well, I, I could have also asked the telemarketer to kindly join Twitter uh, and and send the questions to us at the Lord Dump on Instagram or Twitter as well. I should have done you that. Know you
0: you could have done that but I didn't
1: I committed to the bit and now it's here forever stuck
0: well you know this this is a very special occasion where you know on Lordump we build the world before your very ears and to him it would have just been you sort of advertising a world next to his very ears if that makes any sense I would I'm yes I'm gonna say yes just say yes (laughs) improv (laughs) (laughs)
1: you should see my face Uh, i do the listeners sean remember they're they're involved in this too there's people listening to us who's that uh our wonderful listeners who listen to us at at spotify and on rss.com and all other wonderful podcast mediums yeah
0: well i mean if they're hearing this they're definitely on one of those so thank you i appreciate
1: it we love you all This has been a very slippery, chaotic start to an episode, which means it's going to be a slippery, chaotic episode, right?
0: We'll see how much of this actually makes it in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of this make it good. That makes sense.
0: It might just be theme song, phone call. That's it. We end the episode. (laughs)
1: That episode over. That's no more. You don't need to hear anything else. (laughs) Do you know what we're talking about today? Show.
0: I believe I do. Oh. Telemarketers. Our world needs them. Every world needs them. But where do they fit in?
1: I'm just envisioning a world where somebody has, like, message or sending readily available Mm -hmm. to advertise to you. And so every now and again, you get a random message or sending spell in your head trying to get you to come by something. A wealthy businessman
0: has a factory full of wizards who create casting or sending scrolls that they then ship out to multiple people to advertise their wares in people's heads
1: it's perfect
0: i believe that was an episode of doctor who
1: well now it's an episode of lore dump that has to be written
0: <laughs> all right well now that we've gotten that out of the way what are we actually talking
1: about so, because i forgot i mean I, I really like the direction we were headed with that but what we're actually talking about today sean is seasons the calendar and possibly some holidays
0: Ooh, Ooh. little kringle
1: mass little little kringle mass um all hallows ween that's right all of these things it is it's kind of it's getting into that like at least for the west that very like holiday focused season canada had thanksgiving the other day america's thanksgiving is coming up soon we got halloween it's not a race
0: canada calm down they've
1: got the fastest halloween in the West. They've got America a pretty early
0: Thanksgiving. I don't like like I could I couldn't really eat a turkey right now. I'm gonna wait. So
1: you could eat one right now. Teach their own. Got I, know I couldn't. There's a specific window of the year where you can consume turkey, Shannon. Is that what you're saying?
0: I only eat turkey on one specific day. The rest of the year tastes like ass.
1: July Fourth. Because 4th. it's turkey. You're talking about July Fourth. Yeah.
0: I only have a July Fourth. That's why my Thanksgivings always
1: suck. July Fourth turkey. That's you hear to yeah. hear. It's the best time to have a turkey.
0: The Turk of July, that's what I call
1: it. That's commonly used.
0: <laughs> Why would you to sit here until the until, cur- curse corrects itself? Because I'm not going to Okay,
1: well, here we go. <laughs> it is, yes, we're talking about seasons, calendars, and maybe some holidays. Uh, so we want to kind of, like, get those things, you know, what, what, what do seasons look like on our planet? You know, and we always start with the disclaimer that some places might have slightly different calendars and seasons, right? Like, if you're for, further north or higher in altitude, the seasons may look a little different. The winter may be longer, the summer may be shorter, vice versa, like those sorts of things exist. But what are the basic seasons and kind of what do they look like like a whole? And also excluding magical implications surrounding seasons because like we said, we got dragons that cause storms and stuff like that, and those aren't really particularly um, relevant to the actual season. So we're just going to establish the actual seasons the actual calendar, and some holidays to go around it.
0: I want to start off the bat with the crazy idea that I just sort of had while you were f- filling time for us to think about things. Okay. <laughs> and describing what we're doing to our audience. What if, and bear with me on this because it's a fresh idea, it's just, oh, look, it's just being born. Oh, look at that baby uh, idea. Wow, it's so cute. What does it have to say for itself, idea? Uh, what if... Instead of this, because you know how the world, we have, like, different seasonal, um, like, it's summer on the other side of the world when it's winter here. Sure. Right? That sort of shit. Yeah. What if it was globally the same season? Because we have magic. Because <laughs> <laughs> fuck your science. Because fuck all this realism and science. That's bullshit. Like, well, can... it's winter everywhere all at once.
1: Okay, so planet-wide winter
0: um planet-wide spring planet-wide summer planet-wide
1: because like there uh, there isn't fall there isn't orbits we've kind of like toyed with this a little bit there aren't orbits like there are an orbit is really what defines our seasons yes our our planet is hurtling through the void with things clinging to it including an incubator sun and some moons that have kind of been torn off of it or surrounding landmass surrounding planetoids so like yes like it's not a, it's not an orbit in the traditional sense. Like it's very different. So maybe everything's no. rotating pretty much at the same speed. A little. So bit. it's it's
0: yeah. So what I'm envisioning is the sun. It, it's not really alive, but it's, it's got one job and that's to keep the egg either warm or cold depending on what it needs. Mm. So what if it like moves further and closer depending on what the egg needs currently? I like that. And every like couple of months, it moves away, and then it gets colder, and then you have winter when it's at its zenith. Yeah. Then it comes back towards the egg, and you have summer. So it's really closer.
1: It's the planet's still rotating for day-night cycle, but the temperature is managed by the distance of the sun based on just an in and out pole Based, I love that. That's so good. That's genius, Sean. Yeah, I get it. Now everyone
0: gets Christmas when it's cold.
1: (laughs) All the time. (laughs) I also really like the implications of if the sun determines that the egg needs an extended period of cold, we are talking about an ice age. And you can play with that as a dungeon master. Like the sun has elected essentially in its limited capacity for cognition to pull away for an extended period. That's so good.
0: I like it.
1: Lots of potential there. Okay. So yeah. There you go. And and the seasons are winter, spring, summer, fall.
0: Yep, just like Iroh's saying. Okay. You ever watch Last Airbender?
1: No, I still haven't. Oh, Every time you ask God. me. Oh, God. All right. I've watched Bits.
0: You have my permission to stop listening to the podcast. We've been canceled. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Josh has to go do his homework. <laughs> we'll be back after a short hiatus where he watches Avatar The Last Airbender. I have to
1: binge the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding. i'm sorry it's that a good I'm, I'm, watch a, I'm a bad friend for for what i've done here it's true
0: there's a very well to me there's a very memorable song that iroh sings about the four seasons can you
1: sing it Anyways. for us
0: nope um so we have <laughs> the four seasons set up and how they function <laughs> how do you how do you want to get started on the actual calendar what's the calendar looking like we got 10 days in this bitch like Feyrune, we got four day weeks and then like a five day weekend <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's it's not a really difficult place to live, so there's just a long weekend. There's only a few days you have to work. Um, yeah. So a lot of like days of the week and year cycles, a lot of the time are like predetermined by the cultures on the planet. So like, did the elves establish this calendar, or was this something established by the gods, or did the elves not give a shit because they just siphoned the magic and then. As other things began to exist on the planet, they started tracking days of the week and things like that.
0: Are there going to be different calendars, or are we going to primarily use one?
1: Well, I think there's one because I we don't need to complicate it. Like it doesn't need to be dumb.
0: But what about Tiefling New Year?
1: We could still have tif- you could still have specific holidays to cultures oh, okay. without you know. Like it's like but- most of the world has adopted the seven day week, but we still have Chinese New Year, as opposed to.
0: Yeah, which is better because they have animals attached to it. Mm-hmm.
1: So that sort of thing, like we can still do that, but I don't think we need to kill it with like different days of the week for different or different weeks and stuff like that for different cultures. Here's what I I'm thinking: the elves came down; they knew the seasons because. And maybe named the seasons because they were dealing with the sun coming in and out. And so they recognized those seasons, but not else, not a lot else mattered in regards to time. They were very long lived uh, and they
0: just got colder and then warmer and then colder and then warmer. So they They weren't like trees to die. There wasn't like snowfall
1: Mm -hmm. really. And for a long time, they stuck with that even after things began to change because they knew it and it wasn't really that important. Yes. But as some of the shorter-lived races began to manifest on the planet and, and it became important for them to manage cycles of time, then some sort of calendar was created, right? Maybe it was the orcs like that it. made the calendar.
0: Ooh, that'd be very interesting.
1: They came trundling orcish through. Orcish culture. Yeah, orcish culture-based calendar. Yeah. Hmm. Something like that. It doesn't have to be the orcs. I'm just spitballing things. No, down.
0: I know. I, 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 know. So, elves existed. They noticed just like things sort of happened. It got colder and then it got warmer, but then nature appeared. Yeah, that made it drastically more obvious that things were changing on a grander scale. The plants, Those trees were would lose all their leaves. Mm-hmm. It would become like snow. Rain would turn into snow at a certain point of the year. Yeah. Stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Like, um. Hmm.
0: So I feel like the elves having a calendar, because elves kind of suck. So we mentioned it on, or I mentioned it on a lot of episodes. Yeah. that elves just kind of exist, and they don't really have the same concept of time as everyone else. Yeah. So theirs is out, because theirs would be so far out of touch from everyone else that it wouldn't
1: matter. It's just seasonal. They're like, okay, when the seasons started happening, and impacting them, they're like, okay, well, we have a seasonal calendar.
0: Yeah. seasons for them are like months yeah. i would assume and
1: those seasons correlate with the feywild which they began to get some concepts of when the high elves began to break into the other planes like the feywild and they're like yes. Hell oh, hey this is just like the summer plane of the fey yeah right this is just like the frost plane blah 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 like, I like it. oh cool so it's based off of like those cycles but then yeah. some of the more short-lived groups showed up and were like hey we need like a little bit better way of tracking time like a little more nuanced it's it what if fits our mortality was,
0: what if it was refined over time because the elves you know showed up they lived for very long time they had something on paper it was like hey, is there the the seasons this is how it goes blah 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 and then you know eventually one of us will die yeah but the dwarves said well we don't live as long so let's take what they've already got Let's make it more accurate to us. Let's add, you know, cycles of the sun because we're more likely to notice those. We're more practical. They sort of refined a lot, not all of it, but like a lot of the actual detail Mm -hmm. of like months, maybe even to the point of maybe having weeks. But I think the final calendar that is used was developed by humans just humans yes at least that's my theory
1: that works makes sense because my question so the humans adopted the dwarven calendar
0: they adopted and and refined
1: it and refined it right so that makes sense um what's the catalyst for the humans the dwarves it makes sense that they took the elven calendar because they were essentially subjugated to the elves for a considerable period of time what's the catalyst for the humans picking up the dwarven? calendar. So
0: I think that because while dwarves don't live as long as elves, they still live much longer than humans, so their calendar would still be a little uh, you know, things come things go. This is about how many weeks we have. But the humans are like they live a tenth as long as right. some of these other creatures, so they're like we need we need everything tracked. We need days, we need like hours minutes we need time mm-hmm. like they came in and essentially made time a thing mm-hmm. like there are this many hours in the day there are this many days in a week there's this many weeks in a month right and then they sort of tracked yeah. the actual
1: so that's the refining but what's the yes what was it was it what what brought the humans in contact with the dwarven calendar it was, was... it already gro- globally prolific was it trade with the dwarves what well, what I... made that
0: I think it was the dwarves, the dwarves calendar, the dwarven calendar was the one they used primarily at that time. Mm-hmm. But as humans begin to like grow in population and number and in like, they were the, um, not, they were in, what's it called? They were in the foremost uh, uh, ingenuity. What do you call that? Invention? Adaptation? No don't find the right word innovative
1: oh innovation
0: they were like the innovators because they lived so short and did so much with their lives right that it was hard to keep up with them unless you got on their schedule and they refined that calendar
1: right from the
0: dwarvens to match what they needed it to be so that everyone was like okay well if we want to deal with the humans we have to adopt their calendar
1: okay so this all makes sense so you're saying then the then it got the human calendar got widespread out to everybody because it became prolific so yeah that all makes sense like the refining all makes sense i'm trying to understand humans and the dwarves are two disparate groups from each other they came in contact with each other in order for the humans to adopt and then refine the dwarven calendar yeah what was that That's my big question for you. Was it like, again, like just slowly over time, them intermingling with each other through trade and things like that. The humans didn't really have a calendar up until then. And then as they began to develop, they picked up the dwarven and refined it. And then it got more widely spread out to other groups. Is that what we're thinking? Yes.
0: Okay. That's what it is. Cool, cool, cool.
1: That's awesome. I love it. Nice. I love it. Perfect. Boom. So then... We have this human calendar is the calendar the planet has settled on. And it is three months a season. It is. That makes sense. Yeah. The kind of the yeah. dwarves were like, there's three months in a season. Yes. And the humans were like, cool. How about we do some yeah, it's weeks?
0: Pretty precise. It's yeah. Because it's, you know, less scientifical, more like, you know, on a regular cycle. Mm-hmm um then it is like oh well the sun is on its way back out you know what i mean yeah so it is more like time specific um as opposed to eh, somewhere around september it starts getting a little colder right it's more like you can begin to see the sun getting smaller in the sky
1: oh and you could do like totally tracking time just by sun distance yeah. and stuff too that's cool yeah maybe the, there are these crazy versions of chronometers that are just distant measurers for the sun to the planet like that would be yeah
0: there's like these i'm almost envisioning like something that looks like a telescope but there's no glass in it yeah and it's just set there that every day when the sun passes you measure how much smaller it's gotten
1: it's like a weird sextant essentially pretty much Yeah. yeah that's cool i like that yeah okay so the humans right. were like, OK, we've got these months and they're they're very well tuned by the dwarves. The dwarves, you know, are pretty meticulous in regards to that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the humans was like, well, let's break this down further. Let's, you know, days have always been a thing because the day night cycle always existed still. Um, yes. But let's group these days together. How many how many days are there in a month? Oh, there's like 30. OK. Yeah. How do we break those 30 days into... Even more even increments of time. Ten. Ten. And we three. have three weeks. We have three no, weeks. No, there's
0: three days in a week. There's ten weeks. Ten weeks, three in days in a month. A week. <laughs> I don't want to do that to the DM. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like there's the ten inverse. weeks you have to
1: name. I like that there's three weeks in a month and each week is ten days.
0: So you like the Faerun rules.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is a good count. It's easy to a ten
0: day, A ten day sounds better than a week. I like that. Yeah.
1: It's so much easier to mathematically be like, okay. Yeah. You've literally got, I mean, what is that? So there's 30 days in a month and there's 12 months or whatever. Like, There's 300 days in a year?
0: Yeah. No, there's 12
1: months. 360 days? There's 360 days days in a year. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Like it's a very easy breakdown. Yeah. Beautiful. So we've got 12 months in a year, three weeks in a month, and 10 days in a week. Mm Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. What do those days look like? What are they called?
0: Damn it. I was going to ask you that, and then you were going to have to come up with all the names.
1: Let's, okay, <laughs> let's split the labor.
0: One day, Tunday, Sunday, Fourth day, Fife day, uh, Sice day, Sess day.
1: This is och where it, day. This, okay, och, so it's just literally the in, in numerics essentially. Sure. So that's what I'm doing. One day, I don't know if you want to change it. One day, wood day, thud day.
0: No. One day, tun day. Tun day. Thun day.
1: Oh, cause three, right? And, so.
0: Yeah, three. And then fun day. <laughs> Did,
1: okay. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay, that's perfect. We'll have to write those out later to remember yeah. those.
0: Yeah. It's essentially one through ten, but said weird.
1: Yeah. It's one with day at the end. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's perfect. It's easy. And it's based on and like early Elven perspectives of time, like are suffused mm-hmm. throughout all of this. And the Elves are very much like, eh, the gods are irrelevant. So there's no like god or deity yeah. component to it, this. It's,
0: yeah, it's, over time it's been removed from like st- celestial and divine bodies and it's just like this is how we calculate what day it is here yeah
1: it's just slowly slowly formed off of that over whatever Mm -hmm. 10,000 years we've decided it's been I think a little bit more yes yeah that's perfect okay Okay. I love it we have our calendar (laughs) we have our seasons
0: we have our seasons our calendar
1: you know what that means
0: holidays birthdays oh also birthdays sure birthday I mean birthdays are just birthdays you know or whatever you want to call them know because what i came up with for conundrum company is that morton's tribe doesn't celebrate birthdays they celebrate harvests Mm -hmm. so when you're alive you don't celebrate your birth until your first harvest that's when you're technically considered born
1: alive interesting
0: and then you count the number of harvests you survived to count how old you are
1: do you want to do that in this world
0: no, no, no. Do you want no, to take Morton's legacy
1: over? Or okay,
0: okay, I don't think so. That, okay. that wouldn't make sense for the elves to start that too. That's true.
1: And that's I mean, probably a cultural thing, like you did with yeah. Morton. It's like, well, Everything what's is, relevant? That's why
0: I, I don't think we should put that in the world, because I feel like it should be very specific to the culture.
1: That's valid. So we've got our 10 days of the week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Four seasons, three months per season. I'm writing this all down.
0: I think there should be a 10 day long holiday. Okay. Sort of in the middle of what if that's our Christmas is the last 10 day of the year.
1: The last 10 day of the year.
0: Yeah. It goes from
1: (gasps) one day. Can our weeks be called 10 days? Yeah, that's
0: what they. I'm not joking. That's literally what they call them in uh, the Sword Coast. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So the last ten day of the year is from whatever that one day to the last day, the tenth day. Yeah. That whole week is just celebrating. Like everything shuts down. Everyone is just partying for ten days straight, cool. celebrating feasts you know, parties, drinking, games.
1: Could we have it as a, the concept is calling the sun back. Because the sun leaves and comes back. So this is like an ushering back. Like, please, if you don't have this celebration, the sun might just keep going. Like, I know that's not really how it works, but. It's
0: adopted from those original pagan rituals. Like, let's call the sun back. It's leaving. Yeah,
1: it's time to let the sun come back to us. And it's all about like setting out greeting and like having these big festivals and feasts in the middle of the coldest time of the year to call yes. the sun back to them.
0: Creating a warm, hospitable mm-hmm. environment to return to. So it's also not just for like, oh, let's call back the sun, but also returning home, visiting family. We call it Hearth Loved week. ones. Hearth Week?
1: Hearth Week, because you're laying out the hearth you're setting well, up. it's not a week. Hearth, that's true. Um, Heart, something to do with hearth, hearth home, hearth home. That's good. Just one word, hearth home. Something. Yeah. No, hearth home is good. I like that.
0: Hearth's giving. Hearth's,
1: hearth home is really good. No, like, yeah. And it's okay. that is, perhaps that's something that the that sounds really dwarven. That's something that the dwarves implemented when they started yeah. doing like the month stuff, like at the end of that. 12th month they started doing hearth home and it just Mm -hmm. fit perfectly to a 10 day that the humans implemented uh and they're like okay yeah this 10 day holiday is hearth home adopted from the dwarves and it's this really like very much like come back to us
0: Mm -hmm. it's super
1: festive i love that that's such a good holiday
0: such a good holiday and it's basically christmas yeah
1: which is is a fun one for a lot of us
0: but it's it could be everything it doesn't have to be like yeah will miss or christmas it can just be like any sort of end of the year holiday and then it ends with new year's like the last day is their new year celebration
1: well and and the way i tend to do things is like because christmas like or Mm -hmm. or or, you know so on and so forth that's that's specifically um, it's christian
0: christian yeah
1: so like you can take elements of that but i like to focus more on so like warmth hearth Good food, like those are things that people tend to celebrate no matter the where they are in the middle of winter, right?
0: Yeah, there's a great video I watched recently on YouTube by Monarchs Factory. I don't know if you know them. Yeah, yeah, uh, there was a very good video about like creating homebrew celebrations in your world and why people celebrate the things they celebrate when they celebrate them. Mm-hmm. So, like, why, you know, in spring we celebrate returning to life, things, you know, coming back to life and all that stuff, like
1: Easter. It's surprisingly secular when you start to break it down. It's not as religious mm-hmm. as people make it. Um, yeah,
0: and how every culture is almost identically celebrates the same shit, even though no one spoke to each other back then. Yeah, and it's then just... They just carried those traditions forward.
1: Yeah, and then they start to intermingle eventually, but... Yeah. It's, it's yeah, so you can... Uh, I very much like the, again, Hearth Home being very much focused on things that would be important to people in the darkest hours of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. Yes. So, And then the last... How many holidays do we want to have?
0: How many holidays do we want to have? I mean... Four or five. We don't have to come up with infinite of amounts of holidays. Just Because some ones. of them are going to be region-specific. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this area of the world celebrates, you know, Savior's Day when whatever the fuck when happened when the
1: dwarves freed themselves from the tyranny of the yeah. elves or when yeah. the tieflings broke the soul gate right like yes
0: basically yeah there's going to be different holidays depending on region that makes sense um globally though they're going to celebrate the same thing since you know there's the same sort of regional effects everywhere yes. with our seasonal
1: so very much we um, could we could just establish like f- three or four seasonal holidays like hearth home is one for sure yeah do we want something a counterpoint at the summer like a farewell or a safe journey sort of holiday in the summer? Um
0: like fair passing?
1: Yeah, like the sun is about to leave and they want to wish it farewell.
0: So it's yeah, they're because the, it's so close it's about to start leaving about, so they're so wishing it the summer goodbye. apex
1: like right in the middle of summer is when that transition begins and it begins to leave and so they yes. say And I like the name Fair Passing, really.
0: Fair Passing? Yeah.
1: So Fair Passing is all about...
0: Fair Passing is like a a singular day, like on the zenith of summer. But it's like you celebrate for 24 hours straight. It's just like a let's make today all about the sun.
1: And it's very much about like dancing and festival and big bright colors and like flower wreaths and saying like, here are all the things that you're leaving yes. behind and, you know. A we,
0: reminder to come back to. Yeah,
1: come back to us. I love it. That's really good.
0: So That's we've fantastic.
1: got Hearth Home and Fair Passing. Those are two fantastic holidays. Very tied mm-hmm. into the world and the lore. Do we want another one? Seasonal holiday?
0: Um, I think, like, the two other cornerstones for, like.
1: Harvest. And planting.
0: Yeah, harvest. And then when things start to. Thaw. Um, yeah. Life. Like first thaw and then
1: first thaw is good.
0: And then I mean I don't, I don't want to call it mid reaping, but
1: I mean that it's I know it's been used before.
0: The reap harvest or the harvest something reap.
1: Last or, reap last reap. Last reap could be off kilter where it's a little later in the fall as it truly heads into winter.
0: Yeah, because it's like, these are the crops that can last a little bit into the cold, but this is the last reaping.
1: Yeah. Last reap.
0: And it's sort of got a little spooky connotation to it. Yeah, there's a little bit of... can be a little spooky if you need it to be, but... Things are starting to
1: get dark. Yeah. It's a little spooky.
0: This is the last food we're going to be able to make for the year, so things get a little... You know, mm, ooh. Yeah.
1: And then the first thaw like is... is Right when the sun is, I think like beginning, uh, yeah, to beginning back. to come. Well, it's or it's on its way back, and the cold temperatures are beginning to subside. So first thaw would think, be halfway back. Um, last reap would be halfway. Yes, out. halfway away.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think that um, the spring, the spring harvest, the first thaw, mm-hmm. that it's almost like a celebration of a successful hearth home. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we did get to call it back we did things are only look like things are looking up now that the sun is on its way back.
1: That's cool. That's cool. It's almost like a current events thing where it's like, okay, we weren't terrible and we successfully. Yeah. It's like, we're celebrating this. It's not so much like there. I think the spring elements filter into like the imagery there because of like, but it is very much like, yes, we did it. We did it. We're not terrible. We don't have to hate ourselves. We, I,
0: I really like the idea that, um, it's a victory between, between the end of hearth home to the first thaw like that whole section is seen as like not a hundred percent part of the year and then first thaw is like their new year like the new year is officially here because the sun decided to return yes
1: i think that's great i think the year starts and ends in first thaw, and i feel like there's a lot of
0: time between yeah that's
1: seasonal depression yes (laughs) yeah
0: that's hundred percent true. Yeah,
1: it's that's that's seasonal depression. <laughs> so you're, you're kind of just
0: waiting to see if like the sun decided to come back this time. Yeah. And it's sort of just in that limbo of like, well, oh, hope hope we hope we did
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it was a good enough celebration. I hope we didn't muck up too much this year. I love that. That's yeah. really good. Yeah.
0: And that's where like the New Year's resolutions will come in. Like the I'm gonna be better so that the sun comes back. Yeah. I'm gonna be nicer to people so the sun has. A or
1: it's, it's more like okay, we know the sun is coming so now i can set resolutions for the year we're guaranteed like it's on its something way like back. that yeah. yeah so it's like that okay it's worth related, yeah. renewing vows where the world is yes. an ending
0: i can yeah look forward to stuff and change myself because the sun decided to return to us yes. it's gifted us with another year i love that mm-hmm.
1: that's so good oh my god these are this is fantastic calendar i want to celebrate the these seasons. can we celebrate these in real life just, let's just do it let's just have yeah. in or something like a, a freaking hearth home celebration
0: that'd be pretty funny Ugh.
1: wow i think we did it. Is there anything else we want to add
0: i don't think so i think this is actually the calendar i would use in my home game yeah me to too
1: i might dump this and uh and uh, we should like do a little quick write-up thing and and go from there
0: I, I know don't. you already have one set up for conundrum company but it's just
1: an altered greyhawk calendar
0: i mean you can just throw it out and use the cool <laughs> no, it's too late now to. <laughs> <Completely> <laughs> completely to. late.
1: but for the emergence <laughs> and for all of those worlds that i've got like this would be yeah. fitting for it.
0: this is a good one
1: this is solid what do we call this calendar yeah. that's what we haven't done. we haven't named it
0: we haven't named the calendar?
1: Yeah, a lot of the time I don't the remember Ray ha- oh wait. Yeah. I don't remember the name of like most calendars, but they usually have a name.
0: Um the gray Well the Gregorian calendar is what we
1: use, right? I think
0: so, yeah. Yeah. The Neolithic calendar. Is that a thing? What is that? I mean the mean? Neolithic is, you a, say? is a
1: time period in our planet's history. But if oh. we implied that the Neolithic existed, like
0: the platonic calendar we're just friends with it <laughs> we're just
1: but i mean um so what if so what if it is at very so like the elves called their calendar the founding and the dwarves called
0: i think they would just like say it's the cycle this is or the, the cycle, cycle. okay this so maybe the is.
1: dwarves called theirs the founding because they began to found yeah i sort of measure um and then the humans could call, kind of adapted the founding calendar into the.
0: Like a grand, is there a person?
1: A person that, that did, did it? it? Yeah. Is there
0: like a person who worked all this out and is like, this is the new calendar. And then people started to adopt that because it made a lot of sense.
1: What's a good fantasy human name to put on this? Thaddeus. The Thaddean calendar? Yes. I love it. The Thaddean Calendar. So Thaddeus was the human who altered the founding calendar into the Thaddean calendar. We now have the Thaddean calendar. Boom. Very good. We've named it. The Thaddean calendar has four seasons. Each season has three months. Each month has three weeks. And each week has 10 days. There are four primary holidays hearth home at the zenith of winter, fair passing in the zenith of spring. First, oh, no. First thaw in the zenith of spring, fair passing in the zenith of summer, and last reap in the zenith of fall. Yes. That's perfect. That's beautiful. That's, That's all beautiful. That's so good. Lock
0: it in, tie it
1: in. Little bow, ribbon, ship it off to the people.
0: Send it off for Hearth
1: Home. <laughs> you get a Hearth Home present. It's <laughs> a calendar. So, Sean, do you know what time it is?
0: It's time for here's the mail it never fails it makes me wanna grab the mail
1: it's mail time yes i have a question for us then <laughs> I have a good 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 question for us nice. uh, by our friend carl uh and carl asks carl? yeah carl emailed us at lordumpquestions at gmail.com uh, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a good question it's a it's a really complicated question so we're gonna we're going to break it down and see how it goes but i'm going to read Ooh. read out at least um the first kind of sentence and a bit here so what dm tips do you have for when a campaign ends prematurely It happens far too often. Ten plus sessions and someone's schedule schedule changes and you can never get the game lined up again. Relationships among players become strained or players just lose interest. Whatever the reason, you find yourself with a fantastic world you've built and a half-finished narrative. Uh, I imagine this will be different for each individual, but assuming you don't want to leave the world you've invested in behind as life moves on, how do you approach this? And then he offers up some sort of like theories but i I think you know what 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 how do you handle this how do you the main question here is what dm tips do you have for when a campaign is ending or has ended prematurely you know and we could talk about like repurposing that campaign or we could talk about problem solving and solution oriented bringing the group back together Uh, there's a lot of ways to approach this question it's a big one
0: I mean, you already hit the biggest nail on the head, right, right there, what you just said, right there at the end. Mm-hmm. That no matter what happens, either the group comes back together, or you find a new group, or parts of the group come back together, and you find new people. But regardless, you can repurpose all of that good stuff you save. That all goes right back into the next campaign, or you reskin it, and you know, yeah, or you find a whole new group, run through the whole campaign again if you want to that's up to you
1: it's 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 really up to you because your players likely if you're sitting down with if the group's fallen apart and you ended halfway through your campaign then likely your new group of players are not going to be the same people obviously if they are it's a different answer to this question but if they're not the same people they've never done it and you have been able to fine-tune it Um, it could be that it's boring to you as a dm and if that's the case you want to build something new but it could also be that you have a perfect campaign and an awesome story that you now get to play through with somebody else right yeah you could use it that way like that's repurposing or you can also do if you don't want to break the sanctity of what those characters did in that world whether you're playing with the same group or a different group you just say well whatever they successfully successfully accomplished is canon And alter the narrative accordingly and the new group Mm. leads off from there you know they they hear of this group of adventurers who started this job and got killed off halfway through it or fell apart through um the bard sleeping with the rogue who was married to the fighter like Whatever it is, you can do that and then continue the narrative from there. And then you're still honoring your old party, right? It really depends on how you feel about how it all ended um, yeah. in regards to recycling. Re-
0: yeah, recycling specifically, because a lot of... The, the further you get into the campaign, the more specifically tailored everything is to the individual party members and mm-hmm. their stories and their ongoing struggles. But there's always going to be aspects of that that you have to plan that you can just say, okay, well, this can be slightly altered and redescribed, and it's a completely different thing now. And I can save that for, you know, another campaign I run down the road. Yeah. Or you have a cool monster you created. That's always good to just put in the back burner, save for another day. Um, in terms of salvaging the campaign, that is a much more difficult really thing hard. to try and do.
1: I will say a lot of the time, in my experience, Sean, and I'd be curious about your thoughts here, mm-hmm. a party will fall apart in the first two weeks or at the 10-week mark or at the 20-week mark. Like, there's, there tends to be ebb and flows of that. Like, And each time resolving those differences is also different. Like, at the one to two week fall apart it's just the people were never really that interested in the narrative or have gotten a taste of the table and it doesn't match their play style and they know they want to go somewhere else right like that's those early early fall aparts tend to be that right That people come in and are like well you know what this isn't going to work for me and you haven't invested that much yet you can completely repurpose like it's barely started or you can continue with the people who want to play and plug the holes with new players The 10-week to 20-week fall aparts, those tend to be more related to emotion where somebody feels like they're being treated a certain way or are not discovering what they want to discover or aren't enjoying the way the story's going or they've been treated a certain way by another person at the table for too long and now that's finally beginning to surface. They've sat on yes. it too long. And that is a different fall apart to the two-week fall apart.
0: Yeah. Um, there's also, I mean, things can just fall apart at any point, really. Mm-hmm. There is that. You for three or four years, and then it's just like, oh, well, this is no longer what I'm looking for, or these people aren't the people I thought they were. Like, four years into a campaign can still have that sort of friendships fall apart like that. Yeah.
1: Um, people change time
0: changes. time changes people people change change time like we just did covid happened
1: and like i fucking covid happened gained campaigns but i also lost campaigns through covid like yeah just because there
0: are people who entered relationships before covid were in relationships during covid and have fallen out of relationships during covid And, and marriages that have fallen apart due to covid like things drastically change all relationships and as fun and as free-flowing as people like to think the D table is it's a very delicate balance to find think of how hard it is to find a good group to play D with yeah i've played a bunch of games i can name probably three groups that i was like this is a good group i hope we all play together forever
1: and that could change two years from now as well. Those groups that you yeah. you want to, like, I think the real answer to this question is a dungeon master specifically. And I referenced um, the sacred obligation of a dungeon master. And a lot of the time people think I'm talking about like, this is a sacred role that you're taking on. It's very important. That's not it. The sacred obligation of a dungeon master is to understand and know his players and help perpetuate respect across that table so that everybody can have a good time and dial in and out as is needed and that isn't to say that that's entirely on the dungeon master players are responsible for their actions and behaviors but a lot of the time what the dungeon master has to do is help navigate that
0: yes and there is also i would say another obligation that they it's a less sacred one we'll call it the demonic obligation (laughs) where if they realize that the campaign is not in the best interest of everybody. Like, there's there's no reason it should keep going. They have the power and the authority to say, I will not be running this game anymore because it is being mishandled or people are being mistreated and i won't allow that at my table. Or, you know, you can't just push through the story because you want to get through your story. You have an obligation to your players to make sure they're having fun before your story even
1: comes into the picture absolutely 100 percent. and you have to be ready to have an uncomfortable conversation with someone you really do respectfully with them but you either as a table or one-to-one may have to sit down with a person and say because what a lot of what almost all D &D tables do is they just let it go until it explodes in there and everyone hates each other that's not how you handle it they seethe until everyone like somebody just stops coming because they're so miserable or somebody yells at somebody or somebody kills another person's player character we've all done it it's hard to have uncomfortable conversations we i literally can think of a million examples john and i both can but what you should do josh
0: always peeves me off and i tell him right away he's like josh you (laughs) idiot how dare you yeah or i i'll like occasionally we'll play like an off stream just random game and i'll say hey josh why you are you so mad and you're like i'm not mad shut up like, no, 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 <laughs> don't no. call me Ollie. get over <laughs> here
1: get over here we'll have a conversation or again like yeah like you know we we play on live streams and i think a lot of people perceive those as all bells and whistles and everyone gets along perfectly but uh, a little pull the curtain behind there is absolutely conflict and disagreement in every single one of those Yes. Yeah and because we're all people we're all people and you have to navigate that and it's really tricky but it needs to be done just try to respect everybody involved in that process when you do
0: now there's another important part of this that needs to be said that hasn't been said yet every player at that table is responsible for this dynamic and this balance that's being upheld Mm -hmm. it is the obligation of the dm to make sure it's being handled correctly but it is every player at the table's responsibility to also maintain that equilibrium and that environment for the players. You can't just look at your DM and say, you fucking fix it. Yeah. Because it might not unexpected. be his problem with another person. It might be your problem with another person that you're trying to get him to solve. Or her. Most or of them. the
1: time, if a DM's the problem, that game's over in three or four sessions. Yeah. If a, no one comes to the table. Yeah. Because that person is in such a position of unfortunate power in a lot of ways that when they're abusive or problematic, it's so easy to be like, okay, no way. I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, thousand percent now. But if it's another player, like player on player stuff, that's far more difficult. Because um, a lot of peop- time yeah. people are just like, well, it's not intentional or it's, you know, it's not a big deal or I don't want to make a thing out of it. But that player, in the meantime, is stewing. And there is not a single person out there, and if somebody tells you this, it's a red flag. There's a, not a single person out there who does not self-insert themselves into their character in Dungeons & Dragons to some extent. I'm not oh, saying no. that that it doesn't... Do- I'm a red flag. I, no, no, no <laughs> you're good. It, it's not to say that like people can't differentiate, but people have value in their character and have sanctity in what their character would do and believe and how their character would act and very often that comes into conflict unintentionally with other players and that will upset Mm -hmm. people so you hear a lot of people say and this goes back to the old trope of like the player who says well it's what my character would do as an excuse to treat another character as crap and then the onus is on the player of the character who's being treated like crap To deal with it, that's not fair because everybody does it. Everybody cares about their characters. If they don't, the character would likely be dead. Like there is, Mm -hmm. there is importance in that, and so you know, building that culture. We really got on a tangent here, but building that
0: culture is yeah. But this is this is stuff that a lot of people don't think about when that table problem arises. Yep. Um, Also, I will say this from experience and a lot of different problems arising at different tables a lot of the times when you think oh it's just me i have a problem with this one person and their behaviors you ask anyone else at that table they're like yeah i wasn't going to say anything that guy fucking sucks he's really annoying and he's always just like you know he always just goes off and does whatever he wants and makes the game not enjoyable for the rest of us like if you talk to other people and just say hey can i get a second opinion a lot of the times you'll find out whether or not it's an immediate problem just by asking the person to your left and be like, hey, this guy sucks, right? And they're like, oh, I wasn't going to say anything, but yes, And 100%. that guy sucks.
1: Like yeah. Sean is so, so freaking right on that one. There have been yeah. instances of that a billion times that I've experienced myself, but that isn't to say that if you do say hey does this person seem like they're being pretty gross to you and the person to your left says no 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 they're fine or oh that's just john that doesn't make it acceptable either yes like, yes i'm i'm saying John's ask right. everyone but that player yeah well yeah. no but i'm saying like there can be there can also be an a the rest of the table can also sometimes not recognize when a person is gross, yes. or make excuses for them, which is that is true. You know, similarly, like
0: another problematic experience, yeah. and that's a cross- the whole table's the problem, yeah. and you need to find a new table, not new players.
1: Like when you've got a, the best example would be a player says something racist, uh, and you go to the DM and you say, "Hey, he said that thing. Is that appropriate?" And the DM says, "Not really, but that's just Joe being Joe. That doesn't make it okay." Like, that's, that's, you know, that's not acceptable. You yeah, that, Joe? Yeah, Joe. You know you're racist. We know. <laughs> Stop being racist, Joe. We're coming Joe. for you. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Wow. No. Great question, Carl. Any other thoughts, Sean?
0: Fantastic question. I don't know, a bunch of thoughts, but they're all just me yelling at people who are bad. Don't be bad at tables. Don't be bad. Don't, don't go to a table unless you know what they're all comfortable to do with. Mm-hmm. Like. The RPG checklist. Very good. Do it. And even if they say yes, no sexual assault at the table. Duh. Even if they say yes, I'm still miles away from that topic.
1: Yeah. It it's so
0: It's insane. And if one of your players does it, throw them it in jail. I mean in real life, not in like the game. Yeah.
1: No. They don't get to play anymore.
0: Yeah. They go to time out on a different continent forever. Yeah or they die in the game and then that, that they're just gone
1: There, it is incredible the things that people try to do at the tabletop uh, it's insane it's
0: the horror stories I've heard it's just like yeah. people do that regularly it's like what are you, what are you doing your anime weeb boy isn't that cool stop trying to sexually assault people yeah Good that's the moral of, of today's episode
1: that's what the title is
0: your anime <laughs> weeb boy isn't that cool yeah <laughs>
1: oh my god what a good that was a really good lore dump sean we dumped so much that was a really
0: good dump i feel i feel lighter (laughs) after that dump
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god all right anything that means i think we're done i have no segue we're done this we've answered questions hey hey one more time sean if they have questions for us where do they send those well
0: you're going to want to write your congressman and you're going to want to ask them that on November, what is it, 2nd, <laughs> to vote. They, Everyone out there, you got to vote. <laughs> Voting is important for some reason, but you should do it. Also, you could email us at lordomquestions at gmail.com, or you can send a question to Instagram and Twitter, and we'll be sure to pluck it out, put it on the show, give you our best take on the answer. And, uh, yeah. Josh, you want to talk about politics?
1: Uh, so you have told me to Ba-ba-da-ba-ba. email lord dump questions <laughs> to my congressman and mail yeah. d d questions to lord dump. Got it. Done. We're good. Yes. Or
0: you could send an episode of this podcast to your congressman, just like as a free advertisement, else, we'd really appreciate it. Get the word out there. <laughs> um, but I think other than that, we're all good, right?
1: Yeah. Let's play ourselves out. Boop-a-doop-boop bop boo boo! bop bop
0: bop an egg, but... <laughs> bam 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 <coughs> elves, <laughs> <laughs> rich dwarves, <laughs> and slowly. You're just gonna we're keep, going? Just out keep going because I can edit. Yeah. No, just keep going. The song's over. I've ended it. No, just keep going. It, Josh. Keep going. Post credit scene Thanos emerges from the mist. With a glove, and he punches Thor, and he says, "Take that, you fucking Aussie bitch!" And he says, "Hey, I'm from space. That's racist." And what? Uh, Say <laughs> to black. That was our post-credit Marvel scene.
1: Okay. I'm gonna stop. I recording. love Australia. Australia is great. Australia, ten out of ten. If we're still recording. I cut that out, oh, Josh.
0: Cool. They didn't hear that, Josh. You're just—it's just, just going to be me saying Josh, you, Australia. Why do 10 Why out are you 10. so mean to Australia? You suck.